You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Prudential Investment Managers. Consistency is the only currency that matters. We're just a few hours away as I pre-record this podcast from the end of the third quarter of 2019. And it's always time to reflect on that third quarter, but also expand upon the slightly more long-term picture for South African equities. And I received a piece from Prudential Investment Managers a couple of days ago. And the headline wasn't this, but one of the headlines of one of the chapters was SA equities are cheap. And it says after such a weak five-year performance, it should be no surprise that the SA equity market is trading at attractive valuations. As of 31st of August 2019, the Aussie's 12-month forward price earnings ratio, PE, was around 11.8 times and 10.8 times, excluding NASPERS. Let's talk about these matters with the MD of Prudential Unit Trusts, and that's Peter Hugo. Peter, I've been hearing the South African equity is cheap story for quite a while now. But as we always know, we can't time the markets perfectly. And they do tend to get cheaper before they turn around. What is your view on this? Hi, Lindsay, and thanks for having me on the show. Yes, absolutely. I think you're right. What we currently see is that the equity market is cheap in relation to its own history. It's trading at quite low uh, price earnings ratios and on price to book ratios. And we don't always know when these things will turn around. And normally what we do is if you buy the cheap assets on a three to five year view, normally you, you earn some good returns for your clients. But as you rightly point out, they can still get cheaper. Uh, you don't know exactly when it is that it turn around. And clients also typically ask you, what are the exact catalysts that you wait for for these things to turn around? And normally, if you look at the history, there aren't always specific catalysts, something that just changed and then everyone could see that signal and the market turns around. Unfortunately, things are not that easy when it comes to equities. One of the points that you make is not to do with timing the market. It's not to do with what's happening in South Africa at the moment, either from an equity market performance point of view or from a macroeconomic or geopolitical point of view. It's a very simple theory. And the article that was in the South African press recently says missing out on the best 10 days leaves you with 44% less. In other words, I think what you're saying here is don't mess around. Just stay, just stay long of the market if you believe in this particular asset class, i.e. equities. Yes, absolutely. I think every client must decide on what is the right asset allocation for their particular investment goal. We typically look at long-term investments, so a client's retirement pot of money. They will figure out how much money they need exposed to growth assets like SA equities, which could be 60-70%, whatever the answer is. Uh, typically, that is 40-50% to 50% in South African equities. And if you have that, you need that exposure. Uh, clients typically think they can time the market and... and go to cash and get back into equities and, and miss all the bad days. But if we look at the data, we see that it's very, very difficult to do. And for someone who needs the, the growth assets, the answer seems to be just allocate your money to the equities and, and leave it there. 
uh, over the long term because it is very difficult for retail clients to try and time this market. Yes, indeed. You have to be a hedge fund manager. You have to have a very fast screen. You have to have some kind of algorithmic system, it seems to me these days. Peter, let's go back to why SA equities are cheap. And in fact, let's compare SA equities to other equities. When you say they're cheap, are they cheap compared with other emerging market equities? First question, are they cheap historically in South Africa when it comes to semantics like price earnings ratios? Are they cheap in dollar terms? Are they cheap in rand terms? There's so many questions. Why do you say they are cheap at the moment? Yeah, Lindsay, I think what we do is we compare SA equities to its own history, and then we also obviously look at other markets. So I think the typical South African client reads the narrative in, in the media, and we're all very, very pessimistic about the local economy, corruption, politics, and we think the South African equity market is the only one taking pain. What is in fact true is that over the last 10 odd years, we all emerging market equities have taken a serious amount of pain, and we're effectively largely middle of the pack there. In fact, if you take the entire global equity market and you take out the United States, which is effectively the S&P 500, the biggest 500 companies, that, have been, that has been the best performing equity market to a large equity market by a long shot over the last 10 odd years. And effectively, all the rest of the world hasn't really grown significantly. So if you look at the all share index over the last 10 years, it's very much on par with the MSCI Emerging Markets Index. It's very much on par with the all-country world index X, the United States. So if you've been in United States equities over the last 10 years, you've done phenomenally well. If you've been in most other equity markets, you haven't done that well. Um, so and then if we look at our own equity market against our own long-term track record, we are cheap and we're effectively at levels around and about in early 2009, which was after the global financial crisis. And while people are very pessimistic now and they don't, they just can tell you about all the bad news. I don't know if you can remember how the world felt in early 2009 when effectively we, most people were thinking the entire global financial system was broken. So typically when markets are low, you don't open newspapers and just read good news. You typically only read bad news. And then I think that's where we as, as human beings struggle. Um, we see that the markets are cheap. But we want something good to happen first before we want to invest, and that typically doesn't happen. The S&P 500 you referenced just now has been in a 10-and-a-half-year bull market. I think it started on March the 10th or something, uh, 2009. So here we are, almost the start of the fourth quarter of 2019. So it has been a 10-and-a-half-year bull market. Is the time now then to say that the U.S. markets have outstripped the performance of the emerging markets and time now to shift? I'm not saying you're a hedge fund manager, but maybe it's time to be a little bit contrarian and say, let's have a look at these emerging market equities because they have underperformed the biggest market in the world, the S&P 500. Yes, certainly, Lindsay, we look at it, if you take $100 being invested in mid-2009, in emerging markets, that would have grown to about $160, $170. In the years, that would have grown to about $350, $60. So definitely being the U.S. has been the place to be. Certainly what we're doing, obviously the U.S. is roughly half of the world's equity market. 
we are most certainly slightly underweight the U.S. markets, which have run phenomenally hard. And we are finding good investment opportunities in emerging market equities, including South Africa. So we see there are opportunities, um, and we try and deploy clients' money where we think the best prospective returns will be, not the best historical returns. And you say in your final chapter of your piece that you kindly sent me a couple of days ago, consider lifting your equity exposure. When you say that, are there any specifics that you'd like to share with us? In other words, any specific sectors of the JSC Securities Exchange? Are they locally centric stocks or are they stocks that have exposure overseas? Maybe you could be more specific. Yes, we see actually across the board that the bank shares look fairly cheap. They're obviously quite linked to the South African economy. So we do think, specifically in the past couple of years, we've seen a couple of corporate failures across the different sectors in South Africa. So we do think it is a stock because market and you need to do your homework within each sector. And there are some good opportunities available. I think the point we made is if you take uh, NASPAS performance, which has been the best performer over the last long term in, in South African market, if you take that out, all the sectors actually look quite cheap at the moment. So we find good opportunities within resources, within uh, financials and industrials, but you definitely need to do your homework up front and make sure those shares aren't cheap because they, they need to be cheap. Can we talk about your funds now, just to close off this conversation, what your fund performances have been like over the last three quarters of 2019, because we're almost at the end of that third quarter, of course, and what your prospects are uh, for the future? Yes, certainly. So in, in our funds, we we have been overweight on South African equities for the last while. We also see some, uh, and, and globally, we are overweight equities relative to bonds. We don't see value in global bonds. As you know, most of the global markets are paying you negative real yields in the bond market. Um, so we definitely prefer equities globally to, to global bonds. And within equities, as we earlier discussed, we prefer many of the emerging markets, uh, even continental Europe, to the U.S. where we slightly underweight. In South Africa, we see some good opportunities in SA equities. Uh, and then in terms of South African government bonds at the longer end of the curve on the 20-year government bond is currently paying you about a 5% real return, which we think is very, very attractive, certainly relative to our own um, history. So we actually, most of our funds have got quite nice diversified pool of assets. And we do see some good opportunities where we can deploy our clients' money and, and we think we'll make some good returns going forward. Peter, thanks so much for your insight. That's Peter Hugo, who's the Managing Director of Prudential Unit Trust based in Cape Town. That podcast was proudly brought to you by Prudential Investment Managers. Consistency is the only currency that matters.